Hello and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer Podcast. My name is AJ Kearns and I'm proud to be your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. This week is episode 160 featuring Mr. Corey Danks. Corey is currently repping my hometown of Philadelphia. We came to learn of him through our good friend Phil over at Paired Pints. And he also does some work for Stolen Sun Brewing. So killing several birds with a lot of stones, just having a damn good time doing it. So really excited to uh, share this one with you. What I really like about this is the journey, you know, Corey made, uh, you know, finding his passion, knowing what he loved and, you know, doing that and that bringing him to Philadelphia which was a choice. He loved the diversity, he loved the blue collar nature of the, you know, the, my hometown, and just really, uh, he really gets it. So, I think this is a great episode because not only do we learn about his journey, you know, we learn about his kind of corporate life, you know, then, and then obviously, you know, going for it on his own, which we always love to hear, and then just, you know, from there, you know, using his powers for good and uh, impacting the, the community. You know, he's done some work to raise money for for Black Lives Matter, you know, Tattooed Moms in Philly, uh, you know, art shows supporting local artists, and just really, you know, drinking draws, and just a variety of different things. So it's really, it's really just uh, ties it all together, it ties our, our vibe, our mission, you know, what we love about, you know, meeting new people and, and celebrating their stories. So it's just, uh, it's just cool. I think you'll really get some you know, good inspiration, you know, we've never had Stolen Sun, you know, we do like the, you know, the hippie Grateful Dead vibe and, you know, the, the music there and what they're doing and what we've been following with that it has kind of a, you know, a throwback to the, you know, the 70s with some of the, you know, the art and design they're having Corey do over there. So we look forward to, you know, to checking that out. If you want to follow along with Corey's journey, it's pretty simple, Corey Danks. Uh, you know, throw.com there, you know, first to go to the IG, check that out, see what, he, what he's up to. Then I'll head on over to, you know, his, uh, his website. And, you know, then from there, you're going to go to his Etsy page and, you know, do a little supporting of a, of a local artist, which is really great. I think like I said, he's been raising money, you know, he's passionate about what he's doing and, you know, he made a, made a choice to come to Philly and just kind of, uh, you know, fall in love with something that's really just, uh, you know, part of who I am and part of what we do here and, you know, love all what's going on. So we hope everybody out there is, you know, doing well. They're safe. Uh, sports is kind of coming back, uh, unless you're, you know, a baseball fan and, you know, with Phillies and the Marlins and all the, the hot mess there. But the uh, the NBA is back. This is kind of a funny episode because we do talk about the Jersey Shore. And, uh, yeah, we're recording, you know, the uh, our monologue or intro log or middle sections from the, the Jersey Shore. We're down here in Avalon. And uh, it is, uh, as we described here, kind of a hot mess, but it's a nice opportunity to work and look out of a, you know, a different window for once and uh, really just enjoying the opportunity to spend some time, uh, you know, with uh, the family bubble and just, uh, you know, doing that. Masks are in full force. I actually ordered some uh, Philly-specific ones, so looking forward to those coming in the mail. And uh, one statement I really thought that we would, uh, we would never say, so... Uh, good news on the, the fundraiser front. We do have a few glasses left, and uh, really excited about that. Go to uh, 160zcanvas.com backslash store. Be a good human. If you're in the Connecticut area, we thank you again. We'll be able to make those 
you know, introductions and you know, get you those glasses in person if uh, you so desire. But we've got about uh, maybe a couple dozen left. So head on over to the store and check it out. Again, 25% of the proceeds go to Standard Gastropub in Bridge to Maine. 25% to High Roller Lobster, and another 25%. If you're a math major, we're up to 75%. That goes to Navarre Res, uh, Beer Cafe in Portland. And then last but not least, 25% goes to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund uh, also. And then we'll get right into it. Uh, we're really excited and proud to announce this week that we are teaming up with our friends at Hoax Brewing and Front Porch Brewing. And uh, this September, we'll be brewing our own version a black is beautiful. You can go to for more information about that. Go to blackisbeautiful.beer. Uh, find out more information. You know, sort by state. You know, find out where you'll be able to get that. And um, all the proceeds for our version. Uh, we're really excited to to say that 50% will be going to the you know Know Your Rights, uh, with the the hopes of uh, having a camp here in Connecticut as well as to CT Core. Uh, obviously, uh, we're really committed to that. We're really committed to the mission. 100% of the proceeds. Go to those causes because they're important to us. I think they're important to our community, local here in Connecticut, abroad, nationally. And I just think that it's really a time for everybody to step up and do their part. Every bit helps. It's really important. You know, we can't say it enough. We're not gonna. You know, we're not gonna stop saying it. It's a, it's a common theme, and it's uh, really important to us on, on so many levels. You know, personal level, you know, with, you know, my wife and uh, family members, you know, past and present, you know, involved with the education system. You know, I'm a now proud member of the, you know, beer culture, you know, board. Um, you know, my day job in the market research industry, you know, helping to push forward initiatives there as well. Um, you know, we're, we're raising money with, uh, you know, be a good human. I just think that everybody has to do a little bit more. Um, you know, whatever that is, you know, if, if even if everyone's five, ten percent more, you know, you have to be active. We have to make a, you know, concerted effort to, to, to go above and beyond. And you really, you know, we're really just asking everyone to, you know, chip in and do their part. Um, you know, we hope that with, uh, you know, the Black is Beautiful movement that, you know, these, these beers and these collaborations a lot of times are, you know, you don't know where the money goes. You know, they, they say where they're going to go, but some beer breweries and, you know, beers are, you know, they're, they're scraping to get by. And we just hope that it's not a, you know, a clout chasing thing. And we really want to believe in, you know, the, the thousand plus breweries are, you know, donating that money. They're going to become more uh, aware, um, you know, if they're, and if they're positively impacting their community, they just continue those efforts. Because I think that, when we look back at this time, you know, I think being home and being forced to be inside allows, allows us to reflect a little bit more on, on the big picture so that when we do get back to whatever that is, that we can look back and be, you know, be proud of, you know, the, the move forward that we made, but we can never, to, you know, we can't, you know, be complacent and, you know, relax on it. So look for more from there we'll continue to to, to push that forward uh, episode 160 is about to start mr Corey danks c-o-r-e-y danks d-a-n-k-s it's his instagram throw a dot com on there stolen sun you know just so much goodness so but like i said make sure you support your local artists support 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 you know there's no shows there's no music there's not a lot of stuff going on right now so you know they're creating they're trying to stay positive 
you know, really all can, you know, can make a difference. Every bit helps. So without further ado, episode 160 starts now. Hello and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Very excited to have with us today, checking in from my hometown, Philadelphia, city of brotherly love, checking in from Fishtown. We got Mr. Corey Danks, who we were uh, very lucky to get introduced to from our buddy Phil over at Paired Pints. He's been a huge supporter and we know we're going to have him on in the, in the future. But uh, Corey Danks is the man of the hour. Sounds like it's spelled Corey, C-O-R-E-Y, Danks, you know it, uh, on Instagram. And then from there, you can uh, follow along, go to CoreyDanks.com. And then, as we always say, support your local artist. And he's got a nice Etsy shop there, and you can buy some of his stuff. And, uh, you know, thanks so much for, for, for joining us, Corey. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's great. It's great. I really, uh, our favorite recommendations are when they come from fellow uh, artists and creatives. And we really, you know, dig what you're doing, not only, you know, with the label work you're doing, but you're, you know, using your art to, you know, fundraise and for you know, social activism. We really applaud that. Um, you're doing uh, work with uh, Mostly Known Unknown, who helped raise over, like, what, over $7,000 for, for Black Lives Matter, you know, through. Yeah, cre- it was around, like, $7,600 for three different Philadelphia-based um, uh, organizations. Fucking awesome, man! That is just that is awesome. So that's really just great, and just really been positive to see everyone come together. Uh, I know uh, Nathan, who's done work. You guys probably know each other also. I mean, that whole Philly crew is yep. just kind of uh, really, really tight. Yeah, who's they work with T moms, and so we really he uh, we got him to uh, draw draw me as uh, to, and so that was pretty hilarious. And so yeah, it's been like I said, we, we were talking before we started. We were supposed to be doing a. Uh, the, the art of craft beer philly edition for philly beer week with with keith and you know the crew and so it's uh it's uh it's tough but we'll, we'll be back everything will be there's just great people there and so just uh opportunities like this people's people's schedules free up and we've been able to support and learn more about folks like yourself so uh, again thanks so much for joining us i really i really like your work i think it's great um i you know it's obviously it's got a good you know good energy to it uh, you, kind of some puns up there it's creative you know <laughs> it uh it's it doesn't take yourself too seriously but it, it gets it has a really strong message and i also think that your work would be you know it has that kind of uh uh classic like tattoo style to it also which i think would really resonate with folks who, who are into that yeah i appreciate that man yeah it's great so uh so Corey, like i said to you before i, I uh it's the first day off I've had in a long time, so it's uh first day, day drinking beer I've had in a while. So this is where you talk about yourself and kind of uh you know, as I said, you're you, you don't have the two one five or even the the two six seven, six one oh area code. Uh and so uh what's your story? How did you end up in Philly and kind of find your you know, your calling and you know, uh yeah. Corey, thanks. This is your life. <laughs> Yeah, I've got that uh, 585 area code, which is up by uh, Rochester, New York. I'm from a small area called Farmington. Okay. Um, I, I came down to Philly for school, went to uh, Philadelphia University in 2009 and graduated in 2013 um, for graphic design. And then after that, I ended up working at an advertising agency for around five years. Um, after about five years, I had enough of that and kind of just went out on my own. And I've been doing the illustration design thing for myself ever since then. 
Okay, so you just uh, summarized your whole life in about under two minutes. So we're gonna have to, let's take a let's t- yeah, let's take a step back, dude. Um, were when you know back in the day, were you always was it, you know were you always drawing? Were, were you was that something you were into? You know, kind of uh, yeah, yeah, de- definitely. Um, my dad's definitely super artistic. Uh, oh, he always good. wanted to be like an architect when he was growing up, but ended up getting more into like the construction building side of things. Um, but as a kid, I was always drawing with him. Um, and then I would watch cartoons pretty much like nonstop and end up drawing those myself. Mm-hmm. I'd be drawing them in school, just doodling while the teacher was going on and on. And I've kind of always been involved in drawing or doodling or art somehow. So I kind of always knew that's something I wanted to pursue. That's great. Well, we were, uh, cause we're, we're a little different in age. What cartoon, what cartoons were like the ones? Cause I think that uh, that like the um, Ren and Stimpy and the, even the SpongeBob, the the level of detail I think is underappreciated for some cartoons that you know that are that are out there. What what, what were some of the cartoons you're into? Um, when I was younger, it was a lot of like uh, Scooby Doo, SpongeBob, Hey Arnold, all the Nickelodeon stuff was great. Um, yeah, I used to watch like uh, Toonami on Adult Swim in like the late '90s that had like all the anime stuff that i wasn't familiar with like dragon ball z and then like old thundercats episodes thundercats is um, shit dude. I, love, I mean that makes me feel yeah. old because that wasn't old when i was a kid but yeah you know snarf snarf yeah it was awesome yeah 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 classic stuff and then like uh spider-man batman x-men all that type of stuff mostly like a lot of superheroes and then just kind of like funny goofy stuff yeah i think the adult swim has been really cool because it allows people it like since it has adult topics, it's like, oh, well, I'm not, I'm, I'm you know, I'm not a ch- still a child, but it's some of the stuff is great. So I think it's been really, it's been really, uh, it's been a cool thing with you know the, the availability of the, of that for for our generation. Um, for my generation, it's been nice because uh, again, I hate saying this, but I sound old. But when I was a kid, it was just Saturday mornings, and like there wasn't DV, yep. you couldn't DVR anything, so you just had to like, plop your ass in front of that TV. And as a parent. <laughs> As a parent, I'm thinking, man, that would be great because my kids now know, like, okay, I'll watch this later or I can just go back on mm-hmm. demand. That was it. You had one shot to catch, like, the, you know, Smurfs, Snorks, Gummy Bears combo, and that was it. Like, yeah. you, you were done. <laughs> yeah, so good, so good. So, yeah, yeah and, mean, and that's another thing. Cool. One of the, the guy, David Paul Seymour, who does, uh, uh, excuse me, labels for uh, Burial, he was an architect, mm-hmm. and I and that was early one of our earlier episodes, and I never really kind of thought about that. But then when I look back at the like now that I think about it, you know, architects are kind of just you know it's really cool to think about them as as designers, and it's you know so it's really yeah. uh, that's really fitting that your your dad kind of had that had that you know that dr- was drawn to that. Yeah, definitely, and I mean he's definitely where I get like all my like capabilities from uh i just remember just drawing with him all the time he would draw cartoons and stuff too and even now he'll like just sit down to draw when he gets bored and then send me texts of like photos he's taken of his drawings which is always cool that is cool yeah 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 it's kind of like a way to connect and show you like hey, I, I got some chops and so yeah yeah definitely oh cool so so you're always drawing and how did you decide just to you know how did you think that okay i'm gonna go for it and go to go to Philly and, you know, try to, you know, study, you know, take this to kind of another level. Was it, you know, was, was that something you knew like in high school you were going to do or just kind of 
don't know. I, what, I don't even know what it was it, like. Uh, advisors tell you shit. I don't even know. Like I, I'm terrible. With this I didn't stuff. really know what I was gonna do. Uh, it was kind of like I wasn't drawn to anything else, and it was uh, the only thing that I looked up that I could really see myself doing for my entire life was design, just so I could use art in some fashion for my career. Um, other than that, I just had no idea what I wanted to do. So, or I think it was like my senior year, I decided that I was going to pursue it. So I had to get a portfolio ready within like three months to send to all of these colleges and stuff. And um, the reason I chose Philly was just, I wanted to move to a bigger city that was more diverse than where I had grown up. Mm -hmm. um, where I grew up was kind of like out in the boonies, like super, super white. So I kind of just wanted a different like change of scenery, I guess. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, Anyone who listens to this knows, I mean, like, I was actually just, the other day, I was uh, talking to a, a Philly tattoo artist, I think, I want to get some Philly, again, Philly tattoos, or, uh, and so I was like, if I want to get a Philly tattoo, I got to get it in Philly, but, like, yeah, I think that's yeah. one of the beautiful things about, about you know, my hometown is just, like, there's all these communities, but it's such a super diverse city, like, every everything, it's a kind of like a, I mean, it's a melting pot, and it's definitely, you know, it's got the good, bad, and the ugly, but it's just, like, it's just a it's just a wonderful city that gets a bad rap sometimes. And I think it's really just kind of, uh, it's, it, yeah, I think that's great that you, that you felt that. Yeah. I, I was at the end, um, of my senior year when I was picking schools, I was between Boston and Philly, mostly just cause I love the history and how old and kind of European everything looked. Mm -hmm. But Philly definitely won me over with the diversity. It just has like such a, like a blue collar, like right. working hard as hell feeling to it that I love. Yeah, I was. Uh, oh, yeah, I was talking to somebody about that the other, the other day, and there's like the blue collar thing is really just kind of what is, uh, it's, you know, always like even in sports, like it's like the guys who in Philly who aren't always like the best, like they won't, but like they just like bust their ass and like work hard, yeah. and they like that's that's all like they're fan favorites for life. It's like a guy who like yeah. you know yeah, which is cool. Like probably before we were there, but I think it was like the 93, 94 Phillies. Like they were just a bunch of fuck. They were just a bunch of like rejects. And, but like they, they came together <laughs> like Voltron and like made this great team, but like no one was great, but it just all worked together. And so, and like, they were just yeah, yeah. The, it, like, just like, and then you look back at the broad, like the broad street bullies. Like they were literally, that was the best metaphor of Philly ever. It was just kind of like a punch you in the mouth, you know, yep. type of a vibe. And like, and they, yeah, which is cool. And for folks at home, if you don't know what that is, the Broadstreet Boys is the Philadelphia Flyers from like the late 70s. And there's a good ESPN documentary. They literally can show you that the year after they won, I think the first time, the rule book changed from like being maybe like, we'll just say for arbitrary sake, an inch thick to being like 10 inches. And because of all like the ways that they would like get around the rules and like, you know, beat people up. So yeah, true Philly fashion. So, so Corey, you, you come to, you come to Philly and then, and then you, you know, you kind of, uh, you, you're mind blown and then you just, you just decide to stick around and, you know, here you've been like, you I mean, that's, that's awesome. I mean, I, I love that. So when yeah, come... yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So I went to Philadelphia university, got my degree in graphic design communications over there. Um, was lucky enough to get a job at an advertising agency straight out of school. Yeah, just to get a job um, at that point was like it was definitely deer in headlights for a while. Like, folk, like I there were yeah. tons of folks. Yeah, yeah, I was insanely lucky, and it was a really good situation because there was I was the first designer they ever hired, and it was a really small agency, so they kind of just like threw me to the wolves, and I just learned everything like on the fly. 
and I learned so so much there. It was insane. Yeah, we always talk about people's like jobs that like that they would never do again. But like it, like we call them the shitty yeah. jobs. But like I think that in this case it's a it's a positive, but it definitely probably you know burns you out. But I think it's important. Like you probably learned a bunch of stuff that you know as you're running your own business that you never thought of before, and like it's kind of or you knew that or you saw and you're like yeah. I never want to do that again. And so I think it's really kind of important to, to, you know, I don't think every experience is going to be, you know, warm and fuzzy. And so I think that's, I think that's really cool that, you know, you were able to get so much experience, you know, and, and yeah, just kind of a trial by fire. Yeah, exactly. And they involved me in so much stuff that I learned, like you said, how to budget and um, send estimates and kind of just like talk to clients one-on-one stuff that I never would have learned had I been working at a larger agency. Yeah. Now, given that you were the only, like the first designer they hired was, um, how, how, and you were, you you were young out of college. How was it like the, uh, the rejection factor? Like, Hey, this, they gave you an idea and you, you ran with it. And and then because a, they're not design savvy folks and you know, whatever people can kind of be a little, uh, little brutally honest or you know, maybe not uh so nice about it like how 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 was that for you like the kind uh, of... it wasn't too bad i was fortunate enough that my um creative director who also did a lot of the design work there um graduated from philadelphia university and like 10 years before i did um so he was like really cool about the whole uh, alma mater type thing and he was super supportive and like patient with me because he knew i was only 22 years old at the time so he kind of like held my hand a bit at the beginning in terms of design stuff. And then once I got a good grasp of it, he just kind of like let me run with things. So well, it was a really good situation. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So that's kind of nice. Like he was kind of, yeah, the, the camaraderie aspect of it too. And I think that's important. I think people kind of sometimes forget like how they got there. And it's like, oh, hey, remember, you know, like you were here at one yeah, point. And so, yeah, I think you can really, uh, I don't know you can scar people pretty good if you just kind of, you know, make, break them down. So I think, I think that's great. Cause sometimes it's, you know, the, the failures are just as important as the successes, but knowing that you're kind of, uh, has someone's got your back is pretty, it's pretty awesome. Now, what kind of, um, what kind of creative stuff you're doing? Like what was the client base or the, the verticals that you guys were supporting? Um, it was way more like corporate type work. Um, some business to business too. Our biggest client was uh, Princeton healthcare system. So hmm. it was a lot of like, pharmaceutical looking type stuff um we also worked with uh villanova university which was cool to um work with them Uh, but it was like far more corporate than what i was looking to do occasionally we would do some cool branding work but that was kind of like far and in between and um kind of after three three and a half years of doing that it started kind of burning me out because i wasn't doing exactly what i wanted to do Mm -hmm. and that's when i started thinking about going out on my own now, were you, was it kind of like, were you wearing uh, two hats? Was it like, okay, uh, you know, corporate, corporate Corey, and then kind of like, you know, freestyling Corey at night, yeah. you, that type of stuff? Yeah. yeah, towards the end, I started doing that. Um, I kind of got into the whole illustration thing by this um, daily doodle project I was doing just to kind of like flex my creative muscles a bit more at night. I did one drawing a day for an entire year, and that kind of like helped me realize like, I love to do this and this is what I wanted to do. Um, and then after I finished that, I started doing like a weekly project that I would think more about the concept and spend more time doing everything and then did that for a year as well. So it was just kind of like constantly practicing 
for this thing that I wanted to do, but I wasn't sure how to get into that field because I was just strictly design at that or at that point. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We've uh, one of our one of our guys, uh, Robbie Davis, who does the labels for Against the Grain. Uh, when we first interviewed him, he mentioned uh, like a they, like a similar thing, Doodle or Die, and so we've done that twice. Yeah together uh since then yeah. 16 ounce doodle or die cool. and it's yeah and i mean it, it's only a month and it's been it's just been awesome uh the first time i did them i tried to and i just kind of uh played along i mean my, my talents are limited at best and this the last time i tried to do it was i tried to do it all digitally and then my oh, cool. and then some fucking person spilled a beer on my computer and it got, <laughs> i missed that the last few days but you know but it was just like just to have to do that like to have to get it done and you know, yeah. not this like beautiful vacuum idea where like, oh, I can take a week and just like come up with a couple. Like it was just like, nope, yep. you gotta like think of an idea, maybe two or three in your head, and be like, rocks, paper, scissors, and let's like let's go. And so I loved it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so yeah, so we're. Uh, I mean, I hope we'll, we'll hope we'll get to do it again. We were, we were, maybe we would try to do uh, like a like a work from home quarantine one, but I, it's kind of our. We, I didn't want to uh, steal. You know, if Robbie couldn't be involved, so we, you know, I, I respectfully just didn't run with it because it's kind of uh, <laughs> he let me in on his his thing. I didn't want to kind of like you know steal it. So, but for a year, that's pretty crazy. Like, how did you come up with that idea? Was yeah. it did you was it something you saw online, or you just like are you big on it, like well, crazy challenges to yourself? Like, you know, what, yeah, what's up with that? It was originally uh, only supposed to be a month, but at the end, I was like, I'm just gonna keep doing this until I don't feel like doing it anymore, and then. By the time I got to like 200 days, I was like, I may as well just do the whole year. Um, and that's kind of how that happened. It wasn't planned or anything. It was just like, I like doing this. I'm going to keep doing it. Now, where, where are the ideas coming from? Are you just like, yeah, how did you have? Uh, mo- Most of them were just like kind of like floating around in my head. Because like you said, you just kind of have to like pick an idea and stick with it. So I would think of something stupid. And then uh, just kind of like draw. I tried not to spend more than like an hour doing it. But some days I would get really into the idea and then like start trying out new techniques and stuff and it turned into two three hours which is cool because it just le- let me learn um new things that i wasn't familiar with okay now since you were incorporating the agency it was probably way more digital right and now you're more tactile and hands-on um was that a was that hard for you did you were you comfortable like making that leap or did you not or was that part of that that year process to kind of like realize like what your skill set was at that point, or was working at the corporate job kind of suppressing your your true self? Um, I mean, I was always doing everything in pencil anyway, in terms of like sketching, especially with logos and stuff like that. Um, so the transition wasn't too too hard. It was just kind of uh, learning out how to do proper like shading and highlights and coloring all in Photoshop because I wasn't too familiar with that. And um, that's still something I'm always trying to get better at just by, like, looking at other people's artwork. Uh, So it wasn't the biggest leap, but it was definitely, like, a little bit of a challenge at first. Here we are. Yeah, so what are your mediums, right? It looks like, you know, some some of it's marker and, you know, pen and different inks that you're using. But uh, do you have a, you know, is there a preferred, you know, uh, I guess... um, skill like a toolbox you're using now or do you kind of just whatever the project kind of calls for yeah it's i'm doing most i'm doing everything traditional right now um and then for labels and stuff like that i color on the computer so it's just a lot of drawing in pencil inking over scanning in and then doing all the coloring shading etc and adding texture on my computer 
Um, but I also do a bunch of stuff in like colored pencil for original artwork or use um, these great Posca paint pens, which are super easy to use um, and do stuff that way. They're not cheap, right? Everyone, yeah, I've heard of, uh, everyone says like they love those, but they're not always a, uh, uh, they're definitely, uh, it's a commitment. <laughs> yeah, which is good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're, we, they're like uh, three to five bucks a piece, so. Okay, not, it's not too bad. It's, it's just enough, bucks. right? Yeah, just enough where you're like, yeah. all right. Yeah, we got to find yeah. a way. I don't, and if you're somebody who listens to this and you're related to any sort of material or pens or ink company, like, let us know. You don't have to, like, out yourself. We won't, but, like, we got a lot of folks that could definitely use from, uh, you know, even some mini sort of, uh, you know, sponsorship or whatever. So, like, more art, yeah, definitely. Better, better world, yeah. you know, make it all happen. So, so yeah. So one thing I noticed in a lot of your work is there's just kind of like you've got like a character. Um, he's like a non-faced, like big tongue. Looking, guy. Yeah, big like mouth yeah. tongue dude. What, who's who's yeah. that? Who's that guy? That dude actually came from one of the uh, daily doodles I was talking about. Um, I was I'm a huge basketball fan, so I was just watching basketball or something. And I was like, I should draw some basketball-related thing, but I wasn't really good at drawing people at that point. So I just started figure drawing, and I ended up being that tongue dude. And then he's just kind of stuck around ever since, and I've used him on, like, my own merch, especially when it's, like, sports-related. Um, so it wasn't anything like I intended to do. It just happened, and it, like, stuck, and I like the way he looks, so I just keep drawing him. All right. You haven't given him a name. What was the... What was the uh the cue of the day then that you drew him what what is it like weird ask tongue guy what, what, what do you call him uh i usually call him the uh tongue monster but that's about the only name that stuck all right tongue monster works yeah because i was like oh there he is then i was like i mean the cool part is about this is like it gets stalkery so like when i do these like it's like oh let me find it. and i just go down these rabbit holes and i mention i'll mention like a work you did like five years mm-hmm. ago and posted it and people were like what are you t- oh okay yeah i did that but so like he keeps coming oh, up all over the place and then with like the you know all the the philly you know the the 76ers uh which yeah. you know which is if you like basketball it's a great team to be be following and uh i don't know how that i don't know how that uh disney world uh situation is going to be with them coming back but uh we'll see it's it seems I like i mean it's gonna be a hot mess but especially like people yeah, are just gonna too. I've got, I mean, just quick sports talk. I think what the cool part about it is is some people have said they're not going to play because, like, of their family and stuff like that because, like, you basically have to go there and then you can't leave. Like, it's like, you know, it's like, I don't want to say it's prison because there's people who are in prison and being uh, mistreated and other things who are actually in prison, but, like, they just can't leave or in in all these, like, rules. And once you're eliminated, I just feel like you're just going to be like, let's party. And like, it's just going to be, it's just going to be crazy. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. When this airs, it'll be yeah. interesting. And maybe when the playoffs start, I think they're back in maybe like July, August. So it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I think they start on, or the season starts up again on August 1st. Then they're playing 10 games to determine seeding and then they'll do the playoffs. But which I, I think, think is cool. Like, like, yeah, the idea is really cool, but I just think it's, I don't yeah. know how it's going to go. As much as I love basketball, I would be totally fine with them scrapping the season if they can't do this 100% safely. Oh, yeah. I mean, but I think they're going like, to – I just think that they're having all these weird – I mean, I think of all the sports, I don't know as much about the any, the hockey one, but I think those, because mm-hmm. they're not 
uh, brand new seasons. I think, in my opinion, those those are the only two sports that have a chance of finishing a full season. Yeah, I agree. So, and of course, it's the year that like the Flyers were just like on fire and uh, looking looking good. But we'll see what happens. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, I think it just shows that you know the the owners see the players as just more of like you know property than people. But you know, that's a whole nother. Yeah. It's a whole nother day, whole nother podcast. So, <laughs> so okay. So, let let's talk. Your you, know, you, you got your hands on a few different things. Um, you know, we, we came mm-hmm. to we came to learn of you. Uh, well, I mean through Phil. So I guess I mean, that we'll, we'll talk. We but like you're doing. Um, you're currently doing labels for Stolen uh, Stolen Sun Brew, uh, brewing and roasting, um, which is kind of cool because we have no um, sorry Stolen Sun. I've never had your beer or don't know a lot about it. Um, but that's what that's exciting about this. So we'll, we'll we'll track it down. But how did uh, how did that kind of come into the into your portfolio, or you know, how did you kind of collab with them and start doing their work? Uh, that I feel like is like the luckiest thing that has ever happened to me. Um, I was actually in the UK for like ten days in 2017 with no cell service or anything, and then I got off the plane at JFK at like. 1230 and got a bunch of voicemails and there was one voicemail that happened to be from john the owner of stolen fun it was like hey man like uh your friend zach recommended you um because he wasn't able to take on this project he's like i'm opening a brewery and i need a designer and illustrator it's like give me a call back when you get a chance and this was like at the very beginning of my trip he had called so the next day called him back and then uh it worked out we met up a few times to kind of like talk about his vision for the brand which is this like super bright like cartoony 60s psychedelic type thing and uh we clicked and i've been kind of like drawing and designing stuff for him ever since then oh wow was that zach woomer um no it was my buddy um zach nelson i went to school with um he's a designer as well and um someone else had passed along the uh uh john's name to him as too because um john kept going through like designer after designer that like was flaking out on him or someone couldn't commit all the time so it just felt like i got insanely lucky by all these people that said no beforehand yeah and let's be honest like he probably thought you were flaky because like this dude didn't call me back for 10 (laughs) days like what the fuck (laughs) yeah yeah it was definitely a little bit of uh hesitation on his part at the very beginning of all this but uh now we're in uh great terms and it's great working with them it's super easy um have a good time doing it yeah i mean and what i like to just from like, diving in stolen sun we'll, we'll definitely support especially um you know we, we can't wait to try but just kind of uh as my musical taste you know the 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 love of the of the grateful dead and, and what have you and yep. some of the, the beers and doing their dead sets and, and all that stuff that's right up my you know my alley we're my wife's bigger on the dead. I'm on fish, but like we just that's that's our vibe, and you know we're regularly rocking you know some uh, you know some eyes of the world or Europe seventy two here. So I, I love that. I love that he's you know that's what's uh, with Uncle John's beer with kind of play off the the, the Grateful Dead and the the roses and what have you. So yeah, yeah, right on. Yeah, it's a, it's a good time. They're super fun to work on. Um, we just finished working on a new uh, David Bowie themed one, which I'm super pumped about nice 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 so did you do the logo as well or just did you was that already set um yeah so i they had an existing logo but they didn't like the way that it looked it looked a bit like too corporate-y clip arty so i took what they had kind of redrew it to like fit with the illustration style that i do 
Um, and that's how we came upon that. And then it works perfectly with all the illustrations since I'm doing them. It looks like the same hand drawing it because the same hand is drawing it. <laughs> that's great. Now, what is um, kind of what is that process like? So it's, you know, how how are you working with them to, you know, come up with uh, ideas and, you know, bring bring their, you know, their the beers to life? Uh, so usually what happens is <laughs> John's pretty much got a beer that's like done. I'm the last person to like hear about it. And he's like, this is what we're going to call it. And this is why we're calling it this. Um, once he gives me like a name and his like quick description of what he's going for, I'll whip up a few sketches, like super terrible 10 minute sketches to give him an idea. And then he usually is just like, okay, cool. Just run with it. And then it's just the most straightforward process in the world. It's amazing. Oh, that's great. So, okay, so let's just get an example. There's this David Bowie one. Um, did they just come to you and say, "Hey, this is this type of beer. It's going to be out in what? Like, what? How does that go? What's the from like a project management timeline perspective?" Uh, so he emailed me, or he, I think he just shot me a text or something on Monday. He's like, "Hey, we're making this beer called Saffirjet City. It's a Kolsch um, based off of David Bowie." And I was like, "Cool." I'll send you a sketch tonight or tomorrow morning. Sent that to him. He was like, love it. And then I just kind of rolled with it. Penciled everything out, a more detailed version. Inked it, scanned it in, colored it, did all the shading and such. And then uh, just approved it and sent it to print today. So within five days, we went from concept to finished label. No, that's great. Is that typical, the amount of time they, they give you? Yeah, definitely. Sometimes it's shorter than that, but not very often. Um, usually I let them know I need a bit more time to like make it as detailed as I would like and as good as I would like it to be. Okay. And then from your design perspective, does the style of beer or anything like impact the label? Like if, is it, how, how do you decide kind of like your colors to use or what, kind of what you're going to do? Um, that's kind of more on the fly when I'm doing it. I'll have a sense of like what I want it to look like in black and white in my head. Um, and then once I kind of lay out like the main focal points of the label, I'll kind of pick background colors based off of that. Cause I want the background to be an accent to the primaries that are up front and the focus of the actual label. Um, the Bowie one was pretty easy just cause I'm based it off the, um, Ziggy Stardust cover. Oh, cool. Uh, so it's, kind of picking colors based off of that, but kind of dumbing it down a little bit for my illustration style. So it wasn't as detailed as the original photo that was taken. Um, but yeah, I don't think too, too much about color beforehand. It just kind of happens as I do it and I experiment and see what works. Okay, cool. And do you have a, is there like a style sheet that you use? Like I, I noticed in a lot of them, it's that the, the logo is kind of, you know, top half or top third of the, of the label. Uh, is that, is that basically, and then you kind of have free reign with the rest of it? Yeah, pretty much. Um, at the very beginning of all this, before we even canned anything, I set up a template. So the logo is always in the same spot, and then all the information on the side panels about in the same spot. And then I work the artwork around that. So when I'm drawing it, I usually leave like a two and a half inch area where the logo, beer name, and beer style are going to go. So that way I know not to put anything important behind that. That's good. That's see. I would, I would, I would go back into the Corey story and say that you working for like the man, right? You know, your corporate gig, you yeah, know, yeah. Come up with the template and whatever. You know, I think that's, uh, yeah, that's always good. I think that, uh, especially you know, the the hippie vibe I, I get going over at Stolen Sun. You got to kind of, you know, 
you got to have some structure before things get a little little lucid over there. <laughs> definitely, definitely. That's yeah. awesome. Now, how many labels do you think you've you've done for them to date? Uh, I think like 13 or 14 with the one we just approved today. Um, some of them have just been like kind of like one-off beers that we'll probably not make again. Um, and then it's usually just kind of like up to whatever John's thinking. Uh, like I said, he'll just like start brewing a beer and then like be like, this is going to be canned next week. Uh, so it's always fun that way. I never know exactly what I'm going to be working on. Well, that's good. Keeps you, keeps you honest. You know, definitely. Uh, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I mean, we've gotten some. Yeah, people have uh, varying timelines of uh, across the across the spectrum. So I think I think I mean, that's pretty good. All things considered, I think that uh, we've we've had ones that are worse and other ones that are just like crazy long, which I was always amazed, yeah. amazed by. We are back. What's up, folks? Episode 160, Mr. Corey Danks, right here on the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast, often imitated, never replicated, the one, the only, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. What do you think, folks? Like I said, kind of hyped it out in the beginning, found his love, for, you know, drawn with his dad, corporate life, doing his own thing. You know, we're going to get into, uh, you know, the art shows and you know, all that stuff next. But I just really, uh, I really like his story because I think that it's just kind of, uh, it's a real honest journey. You know, I think it's just kind of, uh, just getting started. Man, Corey, I think you're just getting started. I think you're doing some great stuff. And I think you're just finding your, you know, your, your calling, finding your comfort level, finding your characters and your design, you know, being drawn and, you know, much love to the, the Philly sports team will always do you good. You know, uh, we're, we're a loyal bunch to a, to a fault. You know, it's just kind of cool to be recording this, you know, down the shore with the squad and the family and just kind of uh, our little bubble here. NBA's back and just watching, uh, you know, Lakers Clippers, you know. And uh, it's a weird time for sports, but I think that, uh, you know, Corey... You know, his trust the process stuff, his cool PHL uh, Philly sports mural. Yeah, I love the uh, you know the Millennium Falcon flyers you know stuff, and so I'm uh, I'm all in on that. Like I said, Corey Danks. It's simple, but uh, it's easy to remember. So there's no excuse for you not to go over there. Corey Danks, Corey Danks on Instagram, CoreyDanks.com. We are a plug-in machine. Uh, like I said, not the Beasters. It is Dank. It is funky and it is awesome. So check it out. Tell them we sent you. We, you know, we're really uh, big supporters, and it's just uh, it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of what we're going to be picking up from the the store for the studio. So just looking forward to that, and uh, really am just uh, excited each and every week to to be here with you. And it just means a lot. We've locked down season 15, folks. So we're going to do a little video. We're going to make that happen for you. And uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be wonderful. So we're really excited to have that with you. Um, you know, word is word is this gonna be good. It's gonna be good. We're gonna start recording next week uh, with some of the crew. Um, you know, in uh, August we're gonna take an actual vacation. We'll probably still do an episode that week for you, but we're off the grid and uh, getting up to Maine and uh, just enjoying it. But uh, enjoy this episode. Take some inspiration, some positivity. Realize that you can make it make a difference. Every little thing that we do together, and Corey's just a great example of that. 
you know, he's a humble artist, and uh, yeah, we love it, we love it, we love it. So here it is, the one, the only, Mr. Corey Danks, part two, episode 160, right here, right now, at the 16-ounce canvas, 16 times 10, 160, boom, we're back. So, so okay. What else we got to talk about? So you're the talk, tell me about talk to me about most known unknown dot fil, dot fl uh, Philly. You know what? What I kind of get that is, but let's kind of uh, just kind of uh, walk us through what what what's that all about? Uh, so that also started as a product of that daily doodle project I had mentioned. Um, once I finished all those, I had painted the last like sixty five or so of them, and wanted to show some of them off in a show, but. At that point, I was still kind of, like, finding my way and didn't know anyone in, like, the art show scene. So I hit up um, Tattooed Mom on South Street and asked if they'd be down to host us for a show I was putting together. And they were more than welcoming. Um, So I put that together. Um, It was me and a group of friends mostly and a few people whose work I just really admired and wanted to be in the show. And I called that show Most Known Unknown. Um, And it was such, like, a great time and success that Six months later, I think I put on another one, and that was a hit. And after that, I just started doing them quarterly. So every three months, they happen at Tattooed Mom and feature a bunch of Philadelphia-based artists, um, whether it be illustrators, painters, um, ceramics, collage artists, photographers, any pretty much anything. I'm not trying to limit who's in the show. And it's just kind of like an open door. If you want to be in an art show, you can be in an art show. All you have to do is shoot me an email and I'll put you on the list and then meet me at Tattooed Mom in three months. I love it. Oh, yeah, because we, we've done a couple and I literally have no idea what I'm doing. I mean, I think I have a little more of no idea than I, but like it was just like, all right. I mean, yeah, we just kind of went for it. I mean, I think that they, but it was like a legit art gallery. And I was like, I'm just going to rent this out. And we did it. And I was like, my wife's like, are we going to lose a lot of money? And I was like, yeah. I don't think so, but, you know, we could. Yeah, it's a possibility. You know, we, we can't lose a lot. Whatever we paid to rent it, that's the most we're probably going to lose. But yeah, you yeah. just kind of figure, you kind of, like, that's, I don't know, that's the vibe I like about it. Like, that's what, no matter where, where people are and what they're doing or what point in their career, they're, everyone's kind of has a little bit of DIY in them and just kind of like, you know, fuck it. Like, let's just see what happens. Like, or let's just try this style or let's, you know, try to work in this medium. And if it doesn't work out, then we don't do it again. And I think that's what, that's what I love. Yeah, exactly. There's so many artists in the city that I will never be able to find on my own that I've been introduced to because I started the most unknown Instagram. Um, They'll follow me and I'll follow them back and then they'll be in the show. And I'm exposed to so much talent that I had no idea existed beforehand. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's really what it is. Like, I mean, we joke that like, you know, the recommendations we get make my life easier, but like, that's my, that's the best or somebody, or like, I can tell that we'll have an episode come out and somebody will start following us within a couple of days of that episode. And then I realized, okay, they, they knew that guy and they were checking out their friend on the episode. And then I start following them and, and then what we do, which is cool, we we follow a lot of folks. We like to your what you're saying is who love their art, and they haven't done mm-hmm. a, a label yet. But and we, like we just can't wait until they do. And so like the day they announce, like oh I did this mural at a brewery, we're like, you want to be a guest? And you know so like yeah. that's definitely like that's really where it's at. Like we just use beer as like a weird um, kind of Kevin Bacon of, of things. And so 
Um, but it's really just, uh, you know, we're just trying to do basically what you're doing and just support people, you know, and, and cause how do you get started? How do you get that shot? Right? Like there's like kind of like, exactly. where do you, where do you go? And so you need to, you need to find that, that crew and those people that support you and there, and there's communities like that all over the country and all over the world. But I think that if no one knows about it, and I think that's, you know, social, you can have, we can go down to that rabbit hole all day and say how it, you know, definitely has its, you know, dark places. But I think for art, it's been a really positive thing for me. And that's one of the things I really take it as a, as a big takeaway for especially Instagram. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like everyone I know in Philly, that's an artist. I probably would not have known without Instagram as much of a burden as it can be. It's also a great tool when used as a social media tool. So just meeting people has been super easy because of Instagram and being exposed to their artwork. Yeah, because I think, yeah, I think that it does. The, the interesting thing is it doesn't fit the, uh, like, no, it doesn't fit, like, I went to business school. It doesn't fit the business school model of, like, what your site should be or what you should be doing. It's just, yeah. but and I still hate the fact that I can't, I can only make my posts from my phone. So I have to like find a way to like get the oh, shit yeah. on my phone. But I mean, that's why airdrop is, is king and you know, it works, yep. but it just, and then I don't know how you do it, but I use notes to write all the posts and then I just sync it with the one on my phone. And then I have an app that does all the line breaks. But like, again, like it's not, that's not ideal, but I don't know no, why, no. I don't know why it doesn't recognize, uh, paragraph breaks but that's my only gripe really um but yeah but yeah, you learn and i think it's cool i think it just definitely is just kind of you know it's it's quick it's easy it doesn't uh you don't have to sell your soul as much on there and so i think it's just uh it's really it's really cool um so i'm yeah i'm just uh i love the philly scene and so i think there's really just kind of a a great hub down there of everyone kind of supporting each other and you know much love to the crew over at T-Moms. Never been there, but uh, I can't wait to visit. And, uh, you know, I love what they're doing. And I think it's really not only to support artists, but, you know, just kind of, uh, again, the social social activism is, is really important now more than ever. Yeah, they are truly the best in Philadelphia. Like, cannot thank them enough for what they do for the art scene. Um, they're so welcoming to everyone that comes in there. They don't charge any fees for shows or anything. They don't get take a cut. All they care about is people getting their artwork up on the wall. That's wonderful, yeah. And they're they're on South Street, right? Correct. When I was a kid, like South Street was like that was a place like you wanted to go and just like be there. Like it was like super it was super edgy. Like it was definitely like it wasn't uh it wasn't as accepted as it is now. Like it was just you know, it was Oh, we got on South Street. It's just like, oh my god, like tattoo people and what's going on, and like you see, try to see a show there, and like you know, it had like a more punk vibe to it. But it's, uh, yeah. So they've probably been, uh, yeah, they've been, uh, they've been kicking it hard. But so we'll give a plug there. Um, if you're on, uh, you're on Instagram, uh, T Mom, simple and sweet. The letter T, Moms, tattooed mom. I think tattooed moms are hot, so I love it. So it's great. <laughs> Hey, I have no filter sometimes, so it's all good. Yeah, but I think it's just no, I think it's just important. I, I think I appreciate that. I think it's important to you know use our platforms to support those who are doing it because then we can we can amplify the message. And I think that 
from you know there it's cool for me to know of them have never been there and know from multiple people whose work and you know opinions i respect and so it's just really cool to you know to see that you know kind of uh be there the unofficial you know for this unofficial street art museum and you know take pride in what they do so it's great so so what are you what are you working on now what's kind of you know do you do you have some personal stuff you're working on you know, I, I love that you know you're different you're different kind of uh you've got a kind of a humor to your work and, and you're 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 doing that you're doing your labels you're giving you know you're appreciating uh you know the city of philly with a lot of your you know sports related stuff you know and uh i think you've kind of a new of, of uh appreciation for gritty apparently so yeah so what do you what do you, what oh, do you yeah. Wear, yeah what do you which is he's the craziest character ever i'm actually wearing a gritty shirt right really now is. i'm wearing a gritty shirt right now uh it's a gritty philly fanatic pulp fiction uh shirt which is great oh no from uh, yeah it's like it's uh, i got i i, I don't know where i, I got it i think i got it at a phillies game last year it was like a guy selling on the street i mean so it's probably bootleg, but I mean, it's it was, it's a bootleg, but uh, it's great. I mean, so what are you uh, like? How are you splitting up your time? Like, what are you what are you working on? What kind of projects? What's it, what's in the hopper? What's going on? Um, I always have client work going, so labels are always happening, and then I've got a few um, more traditional design clients that I do a lot of like layout stuff for still. So that's always happening. But right now, I'm kind of just trying to figure out what my next step is. Um, I really want to put together a comic book, but I'm trying to figure out like how to write the story for that and then storyboard everything and figure out how long it'll take me and how to print and all that. Um, and then I got a few other like new t-shirt and print ideas that I'm just kind of brainstorming right now. Um, I've been like taking a week or two off just cause I've had so much stuff going on since the beginning of the whole quarantine thing. I feel like I never like, uh, stopped moving just to keep myself occupied from getting too anxious about being inside all the time. So I've got a lot of like, uh, projects in the works but at the very early stages okay now what's yeah what's the yeah what is the vibe what's the vibe like down there it was like is people kind of i mean because i've seen the jersey shore and it's kind of a shit show but like what's going on are people is it kind of shit still in lockdown down there or what's 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 the scene um, like yeah they i guess i have no idea what they're doing we're in like modified green stage whatever the hell that means oh, i hate all these color um, things i'm colorblind and like it's the worst yeah. like i'm just like i don't know what that is just tell me like can i go here or not yeah. go here i don't know what it means but it's mandatory that we have to wear masks and stuff when you're near anyone um so most people are still like staying inside it seems to me um you can sit outside at restaurants and bars and stuff like that no inside dining and a lot of people are still doing pickup so I feel like we're kind of in the same situation we've been in since March, but you're allowed to sit outside six feet apart from each other. Um, it hasn't been too crazy. I mean, I feel like everyone's taking it fairly seriously other than like a select few. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of a weird time that everyone else is going through too. Yeah. Yeah. Our fun, our fun fact here in Connecticut as of, let's see what today's date, July 3rd, uh, which is great. We're about to celebrate, you know, the, the, july 4th holiday and talking to somebody in philly but like our cool claim to fame right now is uh the lowest transmission rate and so everybody in new england is kind of like barring together and like making you know and like so no one wants to go down south and it's just funny to think of like philly in the mid-atlantic region is like going south but everyone's just like you know 
we would normally go to the you know the Jersey Shore. You know, I grew up going to Av- uh, to Wildwood. Now we go to Avalon, and uh, I don't I don't want anything to fucking I don't want to go anywhere near there. Like yeah, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't go to the beach at all. Yeah, my dad goes there, and he's an older dude, and I know he doesn't listen. I love you, Pop. If you listen, you know I'll send you know if you say you listen to this episode, Dad, I'll give you you know I'll write you a check for fifty bucks. But um, <laughs> it's a test, right? I do that sometimes. I'll drop stuff and be like, ah, so and so says they listen. I'm like, I'm gonna say something about them that they only they would know, and I'm like, they don't listen. Um, but yeah, he was, he's down there and just like, he said, he looks out on the, like the deck and just like, it's like the same thing as last summer. People yeah. were just, people were just going for it. So I don't know. New Jersey's been pretty good. And so I, I don't want to jinx it, but it just kind of seems like, you know, I don't know. New Jersey's kind of like a mini Florida at times. So it's just kind of like, a you know, it's not, it's not the best Yeah. It's hard, it's hard to tell. I mean, I feel like so many people come from out of town to go to the shore too. That you can't just blame it on like the people that live in Jersey because they're probably not the ones on the beach. Oh yeah, that's the thing. Like, that's a uh, right. It's like we have to sell our prop. We have to rent it out, and so it's just kind of, uh, what do I do? And you know, we tell them the rules. And you're right. Even if you look on Airbnb, it like it's crazy because they basically have like all the like, oh hey, you know, you can rent this property, but you have to do this, this, and this, and it's just like a checkbox. Like yeah, yeah sure, all right, cool. It's like it's like okay, I'm covered legally. You're covered. Yeah, you know, here we go. So. Anyway, so um, again, folks, if you just uh, you're just tuning in, it sounds weird to say that. Um, you get, but it's, we're talking to Corey Danks here. Uh, we we came to learn him from our our buddy Phil over at Paired Points, and uh, you know, go to stolensun.com is the website. But uh, support local artists, uh, Corey Danks on Etsy, Etsy.com, and you can just black slash shop slash Corey Danks. You can find that from his Instagram page. Um, as we've kind of grown into this culture of, uh, you know, weed becoming more closer to being legal across the states mm-hmm. and what have you, how many times have you gotten stupid weed-related uh, jokes or puns about your name? Uh, pretty much my entire life since I was like twelve years old. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, I was like, uh, I was like, I don't even, I was like, I can't even think of. I was trying to think of like one maybe you never heard before, and I was like, uh, I'm not going to do that. Cause I used to get people give me shit about my name all the time, and it's just uh, I've got like Ajax and Applejax and all this stupid stuff, and it was like, which when I was a kid that really bothered me, which I don't really know why, but yeah, usually it's not too bad. Usually it's just like, whoa, cool name, and that's all. So it's not awful. Yeah, dank. Yeah, which is good. I mean, hey, it, w- it wasn't like you know, it wasn't like beasters or anything like that. So it's always good. At least it's a, a positive, yeah. you know, to to take that there. Now, are you a are you a beer guy? Like, was it cool like to work for a brewery and get to kind of enjoy, you know, having a couple of beers with your, your work on it or what's your, is, is that, yeah. does that work? For, for sure. That was always kind of like one of the dream like clients I wanted once I like started doing the whole illustration thing. So when I, when it happened, I was pumped on it and it's always awesome going out to the brewery, grabbing a few beers with my artwork on it and just seeing a bunch of people drinking out of cans that I designed. Now, do you remember the first kind of, what was the first label that kind of, I would say, came off the line the first time you saw your work uh, you in the wild? Um, it was Uncle John's beer was the very first one we did. So that was the uh, Grateful Dead um, Skull and Hops reference. Yeah, and I mean, that's a big, yeah, that's a, that's a big first uh, first date for you right there. I mean, for especially given the whole vibe of uh, the brewery, to get that one as your uh proving yourself so i think yeah definitely uh you definitely encapsulate you know capture that one really well 
Um, yeah, so I, as I said, uh, that's Corey Danks on Instagram, CoreyDanks.com. Uh, um, now, you're, the, the pieces that you do yourself, uh, they're, they're, they're not huge, they're not massive. So was it easier for you to create for that smaller, for lack of a better term, canvas with the labels? Yeah, definitely. I mean, pretty much like everything I'm doing is no larger than 8 by 12 generally. Um, so it's kind of like definitely within the range of stuff I normally work on. And it's always easier for me to, uh, draw stuff smaller anyway, and then blow it up once I scan it into the computer. Um, so it was, there was a little bit of a learning curve, um, in terms of like we were talking about earlier logo placement and then the beer name and stuff like that, just working around that. But once I got a hang of it, it became kind of like second nature. So when I hop into a project, I'm just ready to go now. Well, that's great, yeah. Because some folks, it's you know, and, and which is great, the level of detail you have with those, and it's still, you know, it's still, uh, it really works. So there's, it's kind of fun to to look at and kind of, you know, pinch them and look in zoom and see. Still, it uh, has that that level of detail. Now, you have kind of like a logo of like a a face. You know, wh- wh- what's the what's the story with uh, kind of? I think it's the too warm one, but you have you know, you definitely have variations of it. Too cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, that also going back to my daily doodle project, that was something I drew on some snowy day in February. Um, and it kind of stuck before that. My logo was super, super corporate because I had a corporate job and I was doing more corporate work. Um, so I kind of had an off day in terms of client work when I first started freelancing. So I decided to redesign my logo, um, and ended up reusing that and then digitizing it, and I've been using it ever since. I just feel that it fits me and my artwork, personality-wise, way more than my old logo did. And it's kind of more towards artwork than it is illustration or design. So I kind of just like the uh, compromise I made with it. Okay. Yeah, do you, I would love this. What, what, is, what was the original? What was uh, what was Corporate Corey logo look like? It was like a CD uh, type so, thing? You put yeah, it yeah, yeah, on? yeah, yeah. So, so it was basically like a um, simplified like parentheses type thing because if you put two parentheses next to each other, it makes like a very very simplified C and a D for my initials, mm. and it pretty much looked like I was like a shitty tech startup or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy's really good. I get some good Bitcoin advice from this Corey guy. <laughs> That's great. Oh, uh, it's so good. Uh, uh, yeah, I like the fact that you probably cleaned uh, cleaned it off of your uh, Instagram, which unfortunately uh, doesn't really help me to make fun of yeah. you. So I, that's good. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So that. So what made you decide to kind of uh, move away from that? Was it just kind of where you were, or did somebody it, it just you just thought like that wasn't representative of of the, the new chapter? Yeah, exactly. It didn't really represent me or what I was making at that point. It kind of was like my old corporate job for the first five years out of college. Um, so I kind of wanted a fresh start that reflected who I am and who my or what my work looks like rather than uh, a shitty tech logo. What I do like is the fact that like you're you know with your design skills like you're the you're you can see how it impacts your your layout right and how you use mm-hmm. things and your use of you know, of, you know, of fonts to add, you know, the depth of what you're doing, but you kind of, the way you inner, uh, you know, kind of splice them together is really, I think that's a great takeaway from, you know, having, you know, that more, 
you know, traditional job. It allows you to still have your creative, you know, illustrations and designs, and then you just kind of, but you use, uh, you use the, the fonts and the text as part of that, which I think is a, is a cool complement to each other. Yeah, that definitely helped me out when I was starting things out. I leaned on uh, my design capabilities a bit more to carry my illustration stuff that I didn't think was as strong at the time. So it's nice that my I feel now my illustration capabilities are kind of more on level with my design capabilities. So they're complementing each other way more, way more. Yeah, I think it works. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting way to say that you kind of use it to kind of... Uh kind of almost like you know it's like a stepping stool or kind of uh, cover you to, to allow you to to, mm-hmm. to kind of go forward with your illustrations but it's like a, a safety net which i think is, is really honest too which i think so i appreciate you you sharing that which i never would have thought of that yeah, now one of the cool things that we came to love is from uh there's, uh, there's a couple in um a literal couple in Chicago, they do these, you know, drinking draws. And I, I know that that's something mm-hmm. that you do as well. Kind of, uh, yep. how did that, how did that come to be? Uh, that's also part of, again, folks, if you go to, uh, most known unknown dot PHL, you can see kind of what, what we're talking about. But I mean, we have Max Bear and, uh, Melissa Sue Stanley who are just got married uh, in Chicago. They do work for Revolution Brewing and a few they just started doing some new work too. But like yeah, I got to we we organized one once when I was in Chicago for work and it was just it was just really cool just to kind of be around. There was like ten of us and everyone was just drawing and it, it just kind of yeah. had beers and it's, it was just a really positive experience. Yeah, it's a it's a good time Go, going back to kind of like uh, meeting everyone via social media nowadays. You don't always see each other in person. Um, and then outside of the quarterly shows I'm doing at Tattooed Mom. I'm not always the most like outgoing, leave my house to hang out with people I have never met before type of guy. So we started putting together monthly um, drink and draws at Indy Hall here in Philadelphia that anyone's invited to bring your own beer. I'll bring some supplies. So we just all kind of hang out for an hour or two, um, shoot the shit and then just draw whatever pops into our heads. There's no pressure. And it's way more about like meeting one another and just having good conversations than it is about what you draw. Well, that's good. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think that's a common thing. I mean, I think that, uh, artists and designers, uh, they use their art to kind of, uh, speak. Right. And so I think that exactly. it's not always like, Hey, you know, my, my corporate day job is, is sales. So like I, I'm, I, at this point I pretty much could talk to a wall and, you know, get, <laughs> get it going. But, it's not for everybody. Like my wife is always like, how do you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. I just, you know, I think that I just, uh, take rejection pretty well, which is fine. You know, like I don't mind, you know, I, and I, it's just good too. Like I could read, I can also, I think with that, I'm, I'm pretty good, uh, judge of, of body language. So I know when to shut the hell up and, you know, move on, yeah. which, is, which is good. Yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, like, what are you still talking to me for, yeah. dude? I'm like, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Communication. It's, one of the most important skills you can have and it's super hard to learn without just like constantly doing it all the time oh yeah i was pretty t- i mean i'm i still have you know I, I do this and i did radio for a little while and we were talking about it on one of the recent episodes uh was just that i used to, and i still do the more comfortable i am with somebody i'll tend to uh mumble and okay. it's like I'll, I'll talk really fast and just like I, I don't realize it and it's taken me a while to, to, to realize that and 
and it resonated with our, the guests who I told it to. So I like to, I, I'll probably tell it a couple more times. But it was just like, hey, read the read the newspaper or read an article out loud, and you'll use a different part of your brain and your speech than you would if you were just reading it to yourself. And that that really helped me. Someone recommended that to me uh, like a long time ago. And it uh-huh. makes you kind of like slower and listen. And doing this is pretty made, made me a good listener because early, if you listen to the early episodes, you would have mentioned something like, say, you said Philadelphia. I'm like, I live in Philadelphia. Hey, let me tell you about Philadelphia. And I would just like would have <laughs> fucking killed your story because I was like, oh, we have a common yeah. thing. Let's talk about that. And so now I'm just like, all right, cool. Let's like you know, let let things breathe a little bit. So it's been um, it's been a good life lesson. <sighs> So let's see what else. Let's see what else. Um, okay. So the, I mean, I'll, as a Philly guy, I'm just going to say that if you're going to buy something and you should buy the, the PHL poster, it's awesome. It's a, it's a Philly, Philly icon imagery, you know, what have you. And, uh, got, you know, just has nothing to do with the interview, but you know, just since we're plugging along, it's uh, you know, go to etsy.com shop Corey Danks and you know, make sure you pick up one of those. And it's uh, it's great, it's got everybody, so I love it. I uh, appreciate all the plugs. Oh, I'm good at that, yeah. I'm uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost worked in corporate radio, that was like, I, I, I was like, so I, I get it, you gotta kind of hey, everybody, uh, totally. Yeah, so, sure. as like a Philly, you're you're pretty close to um, like you're a Philly guy now. Like, do you have a favorite uh, w- favorite cheesesteak place? Where, where do you where do you go for your favorite cheesesteak? I'm honestly not like a huge huge cheesesteak guy, but um, I think my favorite is the first place I ever had one when I moved down here, uh, D'Alessandro's in Roxborough. Oh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, so you're doing it right. If you're not gonna, yeah, you might not be a cheesesteak guy, but you name one of the best in the in the world. Yeah, if you said Pat or Gino's, yeah. I would have hung up on you and deleted this interview and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have maybe one a year, and it's always Dallas Andres. Yeah, I don't eat them. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I'm a Steve. There's a Steve's on the on the Boulevard. Uh, Steve's a Prince of Steaks. I really like, and uh, yeah, I think I think we go to gym sometimes. But yeah, I, just, I don't have them a ton. But when I do, it's just it's always good. It's always a good time. They are great. Yeah, exactly. So, um, as somebody who kind of went for it, you know, you did the you, know, you went to school, you went to you, know, you had your corporate gig. Do you have any advice for somebody kind of like, you know, that maybe is either, you know, maybe some dude in Rochester who's thinking about, you know, what the next steps are for their life or just somebody who's early on in their career? Any, do you have any advice, you know, or maybe advice yeah. you give younger Corey? What would you say? Just keep making stuff and putting it out there. I mean, one, you're going to get better at it from doing it so often. And two, people are going to notice you. It's easy enough to post something on Instagram nowadays that uh anyone can see your artwork it's easier than ever before so at some point or another someone's going to come across your work be like oh that's cool and then before you know it you'll amass some sort of following and kind of like figure out what you want to do what you enjoy what you don't enjoy so just keep making the work and getting it out there and then things will probably hopefully work out um but yeah that's about the only advice i can think of off the top of my head no i think it's good advice i think that you just got to got to go for it i think sometimes right i think you just yeah, gotta take that risk and if that's like i i think people know who they should be or who they want to be and it's sometimes they the reasons they they don't or aren't whatever that means is because of outside factors it's because i think mm-hmm. if you really ask somebody in a what would you want to do or what would your perfect situation be 
I, I think that a lot of us will probably have different jobs or careers or, or what have you. But I mean, I think that when you say, well, I got a mortgage, I've got this, I've got that. It's just like, uh, it kind of sucks when you look at it that way. And I think that, uh, I, I, just yeah. like, I just like that you, I like that, you know, Philly resonated with you that you, you moved there and you, you know, now you live there and you're not only were brought there because of the diversity, but you're also making a positive impact by, you know, using, you know, to use like a comic book kind of thing, like, you know, using your powers for good. And I think that that's really important. <laughs> you know, I think it's great. Thanks. And you found like your, you know, your community, you know, we've got a lot of, you know, acquaintances, you know, in common, you know, JP Flex and, you know, uh, Keith and, you know, uh, Nathan and, and Phil and everybody. And, you know, we don't know anybody at Tattooed Moms, but we love them. And, uh, yeah, it's just like, I think that's really important. So I think that what you're doing is, is also leading by example, which is great. Thank you. Appreciate that. Well, I appreciate you, man. Now, how do you uh, curate like what you share? Like, is it like I know some of the stuff you have? Like, you have a seem, do you carry a sketchbook with you all the time? Do you have, is that is that do you use that? Is that um, what you're... Yeah. So, uh, two summers ago, I bought a sketchbook that I decided to just like draw nonstop in whenever I had downtime. Um, and I decided not to do any pencil sketching, so I do everything in ink, so it's permanent. If I mess up. I have to figure out how to fix it. So that's also helped me improve my drawing style. Um, I get less hung up about messing up because I know I can fix it if needed. Um, and I'm constantly drawing in there and I paint in there and everything. And unfortunately, the uh, last one that I was like almost done filling, I put in my clothes hamper to bring downstairs to do laundry. <laughs> Forgot it was there and it got thrown into the laundry and destroyed. Um, oh. So Moment now I'm working on that. a new one. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm working on a new one now, and uh, it's just kind of a fun way for me to draw whatever the hell I want in there. No, I like it because, like, if you go through again, uh, go to Corey Danks, right? You can you follow along, and you can tell like just kind of your the layout of the, of the photos are is that you know you share that, and I, I like that. It's cool to see where things go or evolve and what have you now. Like I said before and early on, like some of those look like they could be tattoos. Are you a tattoo guy? Like you have that kind of like American, you know, like uh, traditional style with some of your work, which is like the early uh, sailor tattoo vibe. Is, is Are you a tattoo guy? Yeah, yeah. I don't have any tattoos. I just love the way that American traditional tattoos look. Um, going back to like the simplicity of the designs because you need them to pop on skin. So it's just a lot of bright colors dark thick lines which i love um so that's just something i was drawn to and then i kind of interpreted it my own way for another fundraiser type thing i put together um and then i, I just really like the uh thick line aspect to it yeah me too i'm always uh I'm always uh for lack of a better term with this drawn to it um yeah so yeah i i completely agree and i think that uh they would look i have a tattoo but I, i've uh i think i'm gonna get some get some more might as well at this point i'm already we'll call it mid, middle age crisis we'll see what happens but uh, <laughs> uh let's see so as i mentioned before my former life i did some uh dj you know, radio work um set the stage for are you listen are you a music while you're working guy do you gotta work in you know do you ambiance like what's the what's the soundtrack for uh, um, dank studios uh i pretty much always have music on and it really depends on like how i feel that day um, before I hopped on, I was listening to a bunch of, uh, Dinosaur Jr. All right. But, uh, when, when I was putting the Bowie label together, I was listening to a bunch of Bowie. Um, I've been listening to the new Bob Dylan record a ton, but I also listened to like a bunch of like 
hip hop and like black metal. It really depends on how I feel and what I'm drawing. And it kind of like determines my mood. All right. What hip hop are you listening to? Um, the new, uh, Freddie Gibbs record with, um, the alchemist called Alfredo is really good. Okay. Um, and then the new run the jewels. Is really oh, good. good. Yeah. I, I like that one a lot. Yeah. I've, uh, I've, uh, I've only tortured a few friends, but I, my, my wife got me, uh, controller turntables we're going to call it like a year or so oh, ago and uh I've, that, that's been one of the positive uh, outcomes of of the of the quarantine i've been trying to uh play that and so the, the there's a track on that new run the jewels that like i just like heard it and i was like i need to try to find a way to mix these two tracks like, so it's the original uh dwick with uh you know greg nice and then you know they had that ooh la la track on the new run the jewels and so that was uh oh gotcha yeah yeah that's like a it's like I mean, I think that they actually had him do it. it I don't. Th I think it's not a sample because he's in the video, but mm -hmm. it's like, uh, yeah. If you haven't heard that track, you should look it up. D W Y C K. It's it's fucking awesome. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. Definitely, definitely will. Yeah. So I think that now, really quick, I I, and this might be controversial. I love Bob Dylan from his, where his role is, but like a new Bob Dylan record's good. Like the guy is like can't really understand what he's saying anymore he's kind of like i mean how is that uh i i've always like loved bob dylan and it definitely is weird um because i'm way more familiar with this discography from when he was like 20 25 so it's weird listening to a 75 year old bob dylan but from like an artistic perspective to me it's amazing that he's 75 years old still putting out these records okay. that are pretty solid they're not like great or anything um, my main thing was it was way better than I thought it was going to be because he's mainly been uh, releasing like cover albums over the last 10 years. So for the first time since like I think 2009, he released a uh, original album and it's very, very solid for a 75 year old Bob Dylan. Okay. Is he, and now I know like a few years ago he was playing mostly piano. Is that still the case? Yeah. I actually saw him at the, um, the Met in philly here in november and yeah he played the piano the whole time but he seemed like he was having a good time up on stage and his band's great oh yeah it's like we saw uh I'm trying to think one of like the like we saw paul one of the times we saw paul simon like his band was like on like it was just insane like every person in the band could play like they would yeah. switch up and play like three or four different instruments and, and what have you and uh, i mean like i said I don't mean to 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 shoot on Bob Dylan. I think he's really you know what no, he did fine. and what no oh no it's like a, internally like in my life like I have this conversation all the time. It just like it, it, it's one of this and for me the the thing I enjoy more about Bob Dylan is the the band like they're my one of my favorites ever and mm -hmm. the, they were like his backing band and there's a great record Dylan of the Dead like there's you know yep. and I get it and like him going electric was like you know mind you know world shattering when he did it and I and the stories he tells and you know from one of the, you know, the classics, Hurricane, you know, the social injustice stuff and, you know, yeah. what have you. But, yeah, I think I think the last record of his I bought was, like, Unplugged. It was just all, it was a little rough around the edges, you know. It was, but it was, like, I felt yeah. bad. It was, like, making fun of, like, your grandfather, you know. It was just like, oh, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah, I definitely uh, got that sense, too. Like, there was a time frame where, like, he just did not care about music anymore. Yeah. But now it seems like he's, like, enjoying himself again. So that's, like, yeah, that's that, cool yeah, when he, 
Yeah, when he did like the Victoria's Secret like runway show, it was like or like had that commercial <laughs> yeah. with like I was like, dude, I'm like, come on, like don't even try to make that artistic. Like you just want to be with some beautiful women, like which is totally fine. Yeah. But, like it was like, what is he doing there? Uh, what and this is off the top of my head, so I don't know if you know the answer. What was that? What didn't somebody protest right? When, it was like during one of Bob Dylan's thing, and like they wrote on their body or something while he was like doing like a thing. I forget what that was. Do you remember, do you know what uh, I. Don't recall that. Mm, I'm definitely. not sure. Yeah, well, in post production, we'll make it sound like I know what I'm talking about. But um, yeah, but for <laughs> now, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work. So, all right. So let's 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 plug one last time. Um, and uh, you know, let's see. We got you know Corey Danks, C O R E Y Danks at the dot com. Go to Etsy, look it up, or just on the IG, you can find it. Be linked to it. But um, how can you know how can folks who are looking to support a you know a local artist you know, what, what, what would be helpful for you or what kind of, uh, kind of closing thoughts you got for us, Corey? Um, I mean, just kind of like follow artists, like artists, comment on their stuff, buy their work, pretty much any amount of support is going to help them. Um, the whole thing about being an artist is just like having the confidence in it and knowing that people dig your work is the biggest compliment you can get in the world. So just like those small little actions just help an insane amount to any artist getting started or artists that are already, um, uh, have already found their way. There you have it folks. So thanks so much, Corey. We, we appreciate you, you know, being a part of this. Obviously when, when things are normal, whatever that means moving forward, we look forward to coming down to Philly and, you know, having a few and, you know, want to say what's up to the crew at Stolen Sun, you know, uh, little eyes of the world any day. A brand from Marsalis without a net. It's so good. But uh yeah. We're we're all about it. And I looked it up. It was a Soy Bomb guy who interrupted Bob Dylan during a performance and he wrote Soy uh, Bomb across his chest. I'll have to check is, it out. Yeah. It's not I mean I, it, we've already spent way too much time about it. But yeah. <laughs> it was like the ninety like late nineties Grammys and the guy was like, I, I don't even know what he's protesting, but yeah, it, it came up. Oh, Corey. Thanks so much, man. If there's anything I can do, like I said, uh, you're, you're part of the squad now. And, you know, uh, obviously we'd love to connect in person at some point. But, uh, you know, keep us updated on what you're working on. And if there's anything that we can do to, to promote. And, uh, you know, thanks once again to, to Phil over at Paired Pints. Spelled, spelled like it sounds, pairedpints.com and Paired Pints on Instagram. So thanks, Phil. Yeah, and uh, AJ, thanks again for having me on the show. It's been great. All right, brother. Keep it up, and uh, like I said, anything you need or anything we do to help uh, help amplify your message, you know, I think that uh, you've uh, we share a similar vibe, and I think that you're using your powers for good, and we want to just uh, help in any way we can, man. Thank you, thank you. All right, keep it up. We talk to you soon. Yep. Have a good one. All right. Cheers. That's a wrap, folks. Let's dance. You're listening to episode 160 of the 16-ounce canvas, Mr. Corey Danks. C-O-R-E-Y Danks, like it should be. Throw.com on there. Support. Head on over to Etsy. Support your local artist. Support all the artists. We've got a great crew. We've got a great family here. Remember, be a good human. Glasses are still available. Got Black is Beautiful. We're doing with Hoax and Front Porch. Also really excited here in Connecticut. Uh, Hog River is teaming up with the, the craft crew. 
Also, uh, Beer Culture, we are officially a nonprofit, so check that out, Beer Culture with a K, because we're changing the culture. Beerculture.com, more information there. We've got a lot of cool shit that's going on, a lot of collaborations around beers, and it's just going to be a wonderful experience to be a part of that. So, sports is back, kind of. Um, if you, you know, I don't know if it's back. It's back this week, which is cool. Baseball is kind of a hot mess. Uh, the Marlins kind of fucked it all up. Uh, I don't love that. Um, don't love Derek Jeter. He's a Yankee. Nothing personal. It's just fun to have kind of nemesis. And uh, it impacted the Phillies, so that just bothers me. But it's uh, good to have hoops back. I think uh, our prediction early on is uh, the two bubble teams are really the are the two bubble organizations. You know, NHL and NBA, I think, have the best chance. I can't see how football and uh, you know baseball is kind of a, you know, a crapshoot. But... Regardless, uh, we're here. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. We've got two more episodes for part of uh, Season 14. Season 15 will be announced, and uh, we'll start rolling with that soon. And we're just really, really excited, and we're really lucky, and we just got to keep things in perspective. If you're listening to this, I hope that you and your family are safe. I hope that, you know, I know it's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of scary times with uh, proposals of schools going back and, you know, things of that nature. But I think that... Um, I think it's all, you know, it's kind of like a restart. It's not ideal. It's not really what we were hoping for at this point in time. We are hoping to be free and seeing live music and, you know, wilding out. But uh, that's just not the case. And so we, uh, you know, we fight the good fight and we'll see what tomorrow brings. But uh, you still got to wear those masks. You got to be safe. You got to keep in perspective. You know, when I, it's uh, today was the, the final kind of resting of uh, John Lewis, you know, getting himself in good trouble. He's just uh, somebody who lived it. You know, he talked to talk and he walked to walk across every bridge and every opportunity he could to his dying day. And uh, just, if you think you're having it tough, you, you think that, you know, you can't do it, you know, just just know that, we're, you know, we're here for you. We're, we're a team. And uh, it's now more than ever, you know, mental health is not just a month. It's, a, it's an entire, you know, way of life and something really important and I know that during these tough times especially now with like the idea that we might be in a you know part two of the of the first wave or second wave however you want to look at it you know whatever that means but you know that can impact your mental health and just you know reach out I'm AJ AJ at one six OZ canvas.com I'm here for you you know we can you know get you in touch with somebody in your local area and just you know just have somebody to 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 listen you know, you're not alone, and uh, you might feel that way. Uh, you know, and just uh, really, really know that there's just you know people out there who care, and we're just you know it's if if it's a get through you know hour by hour or day by day, week by week, whatever it is, you know, know that there's people out there who care, and we're we're building a community here, and it's not just lip service. We do really care about you, and we really hope that uh, you know we're all able to get together and you know celebrate and you know, do some really cool shit. You know, we would have been. I would have already had done our uh, craft beer Philly edition. I've been planning, uh, you know, final phases for, uh, you know, Hubbub Part 2 up in, up in Maine. So it's all relative. You know, we care about you. We're, we're concerned. We'll be together as one soon. But uh, don't be a stranger. Corey Danks is the man. CoreyDanks.com. Episode 160 is coming to a wrap. And uh, until next week, my friends, you know, one day at a time. Be safe, wear a mask, wear a mask, and, you know, do a little dancing, you know, we're, uh, you know, have some fun, be silly, laugh, 
Until tomorrow, my friends, we're out.